for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 77 WABC Early News. Unfortunately, we have uh, a little something we got to talk about. Breaking news, WABC. An off-duty NYPD lieutenant's in stable condition at Elmer's Hospital following a shootout in Woodside, Queens. Police say the suspect was killed. The NYPD is searching for th- at least three other suspects. We'll keep you updated on the story throughout the day. Well, now it's time for... This, this is the Top 5 at 5. The head of the CDC said Wednesday that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading higher in New York and New Jersey than the rest of the country. Incoming NYPD top cop Keyshawn Sewell vowed on Wednesday to be laser-focused on gun crime and take violent criminals off the streets. A new poll says nearly two out of every three Americans had doubts and reservations about President Biden, with 70% saying his policies have worsened the economy or had no effect. More than 1,500 previously classified JFK assassination files have today been made public, including documents about killer Lee Harvey Oswald's contact with a KGB agent two months before the shooting. A political commentator says that it's the perfect opportunity for Hillary Clinton to stage a comeback because the presidential field is almost empty. Well, the head of the CDC Wednesday said that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading at a higher rate in New York and New Jersey than the rest of the country, as experts warned that the strain had a rather profound ability to escape vaccine protection. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said that the contagious new variant is estimated to account for about 3% of infections that are being genetically sequenced nationwide with the highest rates in the New York, New Jersey region. Here's CDC Director Walensky. So we've seen it now in about 33 states, 77 countries worldwide. And new data out of the CDC today will demonstrate that we are now detecting it in our genomic surveillance here, the rate of about 3% across the nation and about 13% here in New Jersey and New York. It is more transmissible, and we're seeing that in other countries as well, that it's rapidly um, becoming the more predominant strain. But I want to emphasize that we have the tools now. Experts, however, have suggested that the figures are likely underestimated because Omicron is spreading so rapidly. Walensky cautioned that Omicron is more transmissible than the Delta variant, which is currently the dominant strain in the country with cases of Omicron doubling every two days. Experts say that Omicron has been detected in 36 states and Delta has been driving surges in many regions with hotspots in New England and the Midwest. Well, incoming NYPD top cop Keyshot Sewell vowed on Wednesday to be laser focused on gun crime and take violent criminals off the streets as she was named the first female police commissioner of the country's biggest police department. The NYPD has an important role to play in making our community safer, but we cannot do it alone. It is not just the police department. This is your police department. Leading a department of this size and prominence requires much more than just good judgment. I know, as Mayor-elect Adams does, that it requires that emotional intelligence that he spoke about, a proven ability to break down barriers that still exist between police and the community. Policing is about people. Well, Sewell, the current Nassau County Chief of Detectives, was officially named NYPD Commissioner yesterday by Mayor-elect Eric Adams. Sewell comes into the role as the NYPD struggles to keep crime down, particularly shootings and murders. She was a surprise choice for the NYPD's top job, having just led... 350 uniformed officers in Nassau County for the past 15 months. Asked if she was concerned about critics who didn't believe she had enough experience to lead the more than 53,000 member NYPD. Sewell shot back, quote, if they don't believe me, 
Come and talk to me in a year. Adams also shrugged off concerns about Sewell only leading to a small law enforcement contingency until now, saying she was going to scale up her skills and called her appointment historic. As this first year comes to an end, a new poll says that nearly two out of every three Americans have doubts and reservations about President Biden, with about 70 percent saying his policies have worsened the economy or had no effect. According to the CNN poll conducted by SSRS, 66 percent of Americans say they doubted whether Biden was a leader you can trust, a number that included 92 percent of Republicans, 75 percent of independents and 36 percent of Democrats. The poll also found that 45 percent of adults believe the president's policies have worsened the economy while only 30% say they have had a positive impact and 25% saying that they had no impact at all. When asked about how they thought the president had handled the economy overall, 54% expressed disapproval, an increase of 5 percentage points from late summer and 12 percentage points from late April. In his first year, the Biden administration has been slammed with a number of economic crises, including supply chain backlogs, rising gas prices, increased housing costs, and inflation. The survey found that 80% of Americans considered inflation to be a major problem for the economy. 79% thought the same supply change, uh, the same of supply chain disruptions, 77% thought the same of rising home prices, and 70% considered increased gas prices to be a major economic problem. More than 1,500 previously classified JFK assassination files have today been made public, including documents about killer Lee Harvey Oswald's contact with a KGB agent two months before the shooting. The files were released at noon on Wednesday by the National Archives after months of delays by Biden, who had promised to make them public but then stalled, claiming COVID backlogs was the reason. Not all of them are now public. Some are still being held back for further review by the NSA until next December, a move that has been slammed by members of Kennedy's family. The documents released on Wednesday include memos detailing anonymous phone calls to the U.S. Embassy in Canberra, Australia, a year before the shooting, where the caller said the Soviet government was plotting to kill Kennedy and details of Oswald's meeting with a KGB agent at the Soviet Embassy in Mexico City two months before the shooting. There are also memos detailing interviews with communist activists in Mexico who Oswald had met with and details of how he tried to renounce his U.S. citizenship to become Russian four years before the assassination. Well, it's just about 5.07 WABC News Time. Joe Nolan's got traffic and transit. Hey, Joe. Joe Nolan's got traffic and transit. Well, good morning again. We say head out there this morning. Really not much for you to worry about, to be honest with you. It looks to be a pretty good day. As you travel inbound LA, northern, southern states, all three in pretty good shape. Same thing. Coming up through lower Brooklyn, just a little bit of delay coming up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Minor delays at the Hudson River crossings. Usual construction of the Verrazano and on the Jersey Turnpike and alternate side of the street. Parking rules again today. They should be in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The great Joe Nolan. Thank Thank you very much. All right, let's uh, take a look at your weather for the rest of the week. It'll be partly sunny today with a high near 64. It's actually really warm outside right now. Southwest winds 9 to about 14 miles an hour with gusts as high as 25 uh, tomorrow night, or tonight rather. 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 55. Southwest winds 9 to 11 miles an hour. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62. It'll be similar to today. West wind 8 to 11 miles an hour with gusts as high as 21. Friday night rain likely mainly after 4 a.m. 
Cloudy with around 40. Northwest winds 5 to 7 miles an hour, becoming light and variable after midnight. Chance of rain is about 60%. Well, Saturday, rain, a high near 46. It's going to get a little chilly. Chance of rain is roughly 100% new precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Saturday night, rain mainly before 1 a.m., low around 37. Chance of rain is about 80%. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 43. It's going to be a cold weekend, so make sure you wear a jacket. Well, President Biden arrived at the epicenter of Kentucky's tornado damage on Wednesday to be greeted by jeers of Let's Go Brandon before promising to meet the cost of the state's first 30 days of emergency work. And the greeting, which is supposed to stand for F. Joe Biden, was a reminder that his, this corner of Kentucky is deep red and voted overwhelmingly for former President Donald Trump in the election last year. The president... Biden paid no attention as he tore to downtown, reduced to mounds of rubble and piles of logs by tornadoes five days ago. The death toll in Kentucky stands at 74, but is expected to rise higher. And another 14 people are reported dead in three other states. As I flew over here in the helicopter, you can look down and you see a house 20 yards away from a house that's devastated and the house is in good shape. I mean, it's just tornadoes are such devastating storms. Biden was visiting to see the damage for himself and to offer local leaders any help they needed. After touring the neighborhood of Dawson Springs, he said he had agreed to meet the state's emergency costs and promised the federal government would help if help it get back on its feet. The government's going to cover 100 percent of the cost, 100 percent of the cost for the first 30 days for all the emergency work from clearing everything to every single cost the federal government's going to take care of. Well, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blasted an attitude of lawlessness across the country Wednesday, decrying a recent surge in smash-and-grab crimes, particularly in her hometown of San Francisco, but refusing to admit it stems from police funding cuts and bail reform measures pushed by left-wing lawmakers. What it is, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. You know, obviously, it cannot continue. Uh, but the fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. And we cannot have that lawlessness uh, become the norm. Well, the Brazen Group robberies have made national headlines for weeks. Last month, for example, around 80 people raided a San Francisco area Nordstrom department store and drove off in two dozen cars up to $200,000 in goods. Similar thefts have been reported across California as well as Chicago on Tuesday. A visibly frustrated San Francisco mayor, London Breed, announced plans to crack down on retail thefts, home break-ins, and other criminal behavior that has flourished during the tenure of progressive district attorney Chesa Budin. In addition to boosting police patrols, San Francisco Mayor London Breed said she would introduce legislation to allow law enforcement real-time access to surveillance video in certain situations and to make it harder for people to sell stolen goods. Meanwhile, the White House has shifted the blame for crime across the country to the coronavirus pandemic and former President Donald Trump. A new poll has found that 50 percent of registered voters disapprove of the job Kamala Harris is doing as vice president. The Hill slash Harris X survey published Tuesday reported that 43% approve of Harris's job performance, while 7% say they were unsure. 
The poll further found that 39% of voters, quote, strongly disapprove of Harris compared to 23% who only somewhat approve of her and 20% who strongly approve. Harris's favorable rating in the poll represents an improvement on three recent surveys that saw the Veep fail to crack the 40% approval mark among U.S. adults or voters. A recent survey done by The Economist and YouGov, for example, found that 54% of U.S. adults had an unfavorable view of the vice president, while 52% have an unfavorable view of President Biden. The same survey reported that 43% of U.S. adults have a favorable view of Biden and just 38% have one of Harris. For President Obama's ethics chief called House Speaker Nancy Pelosi supportive of lawmakers trading stocks disgusting and the opposite of government ethics. Former director of the Office of Government Ethics, Walter Schaub, torched the speaker's backing of a personal financial trading among lawmakers after Pelosi defended the practice Wednesday. Here is Speaker Pelosi. Uh, we have a responsibility to report in the stock uh, on the stock, but I don't I'm not familiar with that five month review. But if uh, people aren't reporting, they should be. Because this is a free market and people we are a free market economy. They should be able to participate in that. Schaub also called Pelosi out on Twitter over her comments, tweeting that if the speaker seeks government ethics and to drain the swamp as well as restore public trust in the integrity of Congress, she needed to close this floodgate. Pelosi has come under fire online from critics over her personal trading moves. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York recently slammed lawmakers in Congress who hold and trade individual stocks. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis rolled out legislation yesterday that would allow parents to sue schools that teach critical race theory. DeSantis announced the Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees or Woke Act, which he said in a statement would be the strongest legislation of its kind in the nation and will take on both corporate wokeness and critical race theory. Nobody wants this crap. Okay, this is an elite driven phenomenon being driven by bureaucratic elites, elites in universities and elites in corporate America, and they're trying to shove it down the throats of the American people. You're not doing that here in the state of Florida. The law, which was also rolled out at a campaign-style press conference, allows parents to sue over the teaching of the theory. However, critical race theory is a graduate-level concept taught at the university level more often than K-12 through schools. A press release from the bill on uh, from DeSantis' office listed seven national examples of critical race theory, though none were in Florida. The bill also gives workers the ability to sue companies that promote the theory and other sensitivity and racial awareness training. Critical race theory posits that racism is embedded in U.S. history, laws, and institutions and seeks to promote equity. Teaching the theory in Florida... Public schools is already banned, but DeSantis and other Republicans claim its core lessons are being taught still. Well, wins new. No, it's not wins. It is WABC News Time five fifteen. We got Mike Dadino in the studio doing sports for us. Mike, what's going on? Thank you, Frank. Let's start with the NFL. Breaking news last night: the Jaguars have fired first-year head coach Urban Meyer. The former Ohio State football head coach signed a five-year, $60 million contract with Jacksonville in January. Eleven months later, it comes to a crashing end. The Jaguars named offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel as the interim head coach. In other NFL news, Week 15 kicks off tonight. Kansas City Chiefs will go to L.A. to play the Chargers. Big-time playoff implications in this one. Chiefs lead the AFC West at 9-4. Chargers sit in second at 8-5. and five. 
And in local news, the Rangers, the only New York team in action last night, they beat the Coyotes in Arizona 3-2. This game was tied late in the third, and then the Rangers went on the power play. Moving. Now Strom. Down low, Kreider. For Kako. He scores! Kapo Kako, the game winner, his second of the night and fifth on the season. With the win, the Rangers improved to 19-7-3 and, and sit in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Ice-cold Islanders back in action tonight. They'll host the Bruins. Devils in New Jersey to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Over to the NBA, both local teams back in action tonight. Nets will host the 76ers in the Barclays Center. Brooklyn will be shorthanded yet again. They have seven players in the COVID protocols, including James Harden. Knicks will go to Houston to play the Rockets. Sports at 15 and 45. I'm Mike Dino. Uh, well, what sport are we talking about? And basketball. The Nets. Nets are rolling right now, especially when you got number 35, Kevin Durant, and, and James Harden. Uh, um, Brooklyn's my pick to win it this year. It's like the Thunder all over again. Mike Dedino, thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. All right. It's uh, 517. Sounds like it's time for some Joe Nolan with Traffic and Transit. Hurricane trouble on the LIE now as you come inbound at Main Street. There is an accident. At least one's laying out of service as you get through there. Now, other than that, you know, use the usual stuff on the outer roadway, the Jersey Turnpike. That is shut down for overnight maintenance. Verizon Bridge, that lower level right now, is going to be shut for uh, maintenance. Also, as you head southbound, 1 and 9 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Two lanes are out. Northbound, all lanes are closed with a downed utility pole. So that obviously going to cause some problems. Mass transit seems to be in pretty good shape. And all are inside of the street parking rules and regulations again this morning are going to be in effect. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe Nolan with Traffic and Transit. Thank you very much. Yep. All right. It's time to get a look at weather again. Uh, it'll be uh, pretty sunny today with a high near 64. It's going to be a beautiful day. It feels nice out already. Southwest winds about 9 to 14 miles an hour with gusts as high as about 25. Tomorrow night, or tonight, I should say, a 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 55. Southwest wind about 9 to 11 miles an hour. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62, so it's going to feel a lot like today. West wind 8 to 11 miles an hour with gusts as high as 21. Tomorrow night, rain likely mainly after 4 a.m., so most of us will be sleeping. Cloudy with a low around 40. Northwest wind 5 to 7 miles an hour become light and variable after midnight. Chance of rain is about 60%. Saturday, rain a near high 46. Chance of rain is definitely 100%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Saturday night, rain mainly before 1 a.m. All right, let's take a look at uh, your markets and see how your wallets are doing today. Wall Street ended sharply higher on Wednesday after the Federal Reserve said it would end its Pandera bond purchases in March as it exits from policies enacted at the start of the health crisis. The Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ reversed earlier losses and climbed into positive territory after days of uh, decreasing. Wall Street extended those gains as Fed Chair Jerome Powell, during his news conference, struck an upbeat tone about the U.S. economy recovery and expressed willingness to raise interest rates as necessary to control inflation. Well, U.S. retail sales slumped in November, 
despite it being the holiday season, suggesting inflation concerns may be weighing on American shoppers, according to Census Bureau figures published Wednesday. Retail sales ticked up about 0.3% over the month, seriously underperforming expectations of 0.8%, according to analysis surveyed by the Wall Street Journal. Electronics and appliance stores, which typically perform well during Black Friday and the holiday shopping season, saw sales tank by just under 5% from October to November. Department stores also saw sales plummet about 5.5%. Meanwhile, bar and restaurant sales rose 1%, and clothing and accessory sales were up about a half a percent, according to the figures, which cover spending at stores and online. Well, the world's richest man has some advice for the world's second richest man, work harder. Elon Musk says Jeff Bezos needs to spend more time working at his space company, Blue Origin, and, quote, less time in a hot tub if the Amazon founder hopes to gain an edge in the billionaire space race. I mean, if I owned a hot tub, I'd sit in it all day. He does not seem to be willing to spend mental energy getting into the details of engineering, Musk said in a Financial Times interview published Wednesday. The devil's in the details, he added. In contrast to Bezos' supposedly lazy lifestyle, Musk claimed that he works for seven days at 80 to 90 hours each week overseeing projects at both Tesla and SpaceX. Musk is currently worth about $252 billion compared to Bezos' $195 billion, according to Forbes. Musk has teased Bezos about his net worth in the path, responding to the Amazon founder on Twitter in October with a silver medal emoji and an apparent reference to their rankings. Let's look at your stories from around the block. Former President Donald Trump accused New York Attorney General Letitia James Wednesday of, quote, prosecutorial misconduct after she subpoenaed him to testify as part of her civil fraud probe into his business dealings. James wants to grill Trump on January 7th as part of her investigation into whether the former president overvalued the Trump organization's assets to obtain loans and undervalued them for tax purposes. A similar investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is also underway. On the same day the subpoena surfaced, James announced that she was ending her campaign for governor. Here's James on The View talking about the decision. Outstanding cases, investigations into the Trump Organization, into the in- in certain individuals, the NRA, big tech, focusing on nursing homes and the undercounting of individuals who died as a result of this pandemic. Um, dealing with uh, the fact that in Rochester, in upstate New York, mm-hmm. we have a significant amount of children who are living in poverty. In fact, it's one of the highest in the nation. Yeah. Wow. In Buffalo, um, you've got housing, a housing stock, which unfortunately has led environmental issues. Mm-hmm. And so the issues go on and on and on. So I just sat at my desk and um, I believe in loyalty and I don't believe in um, undivided loyalty. And there was no way that I could run this race and give it 100 percent. Trump argued that James dropped out because, quote, her campaign was a complete failure, possibly because the citizens of New York saw how unfairly and viciously she and other highly partisan New York Democrat prosecutors were treating President Donald J. Trump. Well, Governor Kathy Hochul is offering free ski tickets to hold out parents who refuse to comply with New York City's controversial mandate that kids age 5 to 11 must be vaccinated to enter most businesses in the city. Hochul announced a six-week sweepstakes called Ski for Free on Wednesday, a day after she took heat for reinstating a mask mandate for private businesses. The city's vaccination rate for children age 5 to 11 is at 31 percent. 
After the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine for that age group on November 3rd, the first Ski for Free drawing will be on January 4th and offers lift tickets to a variety of mountains and resorts for the winter season. Sweepstakes comes after the December 14th deadline set by Mayor Bill de Blasio that requires those aged 5 to 11 to show proof of their first COVID vaccination to enter indoor dining, fitness, entertainment, and performance venues. Well, more from Governor Hochul. She and a group of local officials broke ground Wednesday on a $1.5 billion makeover that will add 10 domestic gates to John F. Kennedy's airport, Terminal 4, after the chief executive announced renovation plans for a separate part of the airport earlier in the week. Not only a big day for Delta, a big day for JFK, it's also a big day for our state. It's a signal, again, as I mentioned, confidence to let the world know that despite some setbacks that are still with us, that we see a clear path, clear runway toward the future, and that means investing in jobs and opportunities right at this moment. So thank you for being part of this historic day. Well, the renovation was downsized in April from a $3.8 billion plan for 16 gates amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Officials say the upgrade is slated to expand Terminal 4 by 150,000 square feet, creating 1,500 jobs, including 1,000 union construction jobs. Delta Airlines operations will be moved to Terminal 4 when the project is completed, which is projected for 2023, according to the governor's office. The Terminal 4 facelift is part of a broader revamp of JFK Airport, originally proposed by then-Governor Andrew Cuomo in 2017. In all, the Queens Airport facelift will cost $15 billion in private investment and create 20,000 jobs. A suburban New York police officer was among the six individuals charged with trafficking young women and underage girls from Mexico to engage in prostitution in an operation, prosecutors say, continued for the past 20 years, according to an indictment. Wayne Pfeiffer, a police officer for the village of Brewster in Putnam County, about an hour and 15 minutes from Manhattan, was charged with conspiracy to transport minors and the transportation of minors, sex trafficking, conspiracy to commit Hobbs Act extortion, promotion of prostitution use of interstate facilities to commit bribery and related conspiracy counts. Those were the same counts filed against his five co-defendants. One of the defendants remained a fugitive as of Tuesday. Pfeiffer was arrested in Highland, New York and Ulster County. The rest were all arrested in Queens. Well, Princeton University has joined Cornell in moving up its final exams online after a report of a surge of dozens of COVID cases up from zero on Sunday that it says are likely driven by highly, the highly contagious Omicron variant. In just two days, the campus reported a combined 39 new cases of COVID among students. University data indicated that 20 students tested positive for the virus on Tuesday and 19 others had tested positive on Monday. The data represents a large spike from previous days. Two students had tested positive on Friday and six recorded on Saturday. There were no positive cases on Sunday. Princeton, which boasts a 99% vaccination rate for undergrad students, is also mandating booster shots as it attempts to curb the spread of the seemingly unstoppable variant. Dean Jill Dolan and Vice President for Campus Life Rochelle Calhoun said in a joint statement that students, faculty, and staff at the elite university will be required to get the extra jab by January 31st. Cornell University made a similar call Tuesday in moving exams online as the Omicron variant pushed it into red alert territory. I can't really imagine going to college around COVID because it would just be a disaster. All right. 
WABC News Time 527. Joe Nolan's got your traffic and transit. Hey, Joe. Well, we get a new accident. This one's going to be on the Belt Parkway on the eastbound side at Erskine Street, one lane out of service. And again, don't know any details on it, but still, it's a brand new one. So as you travel eastbound at Erskine, you've got that. Also new on the BQE northbound, coming up to the Williamsburg Bridge. There is an accident. Again, one lane out of service. We're still holding this one on the LIE coming inbound. We're slow now. Francis Lewis Boulevard in through Queens Boulevard. That because of just the usual volume and also a crash at Main Street. And then in New Jersey and Elizabeth and Elmore Avenue on one and nine southbound. Two lanes are closed. Northbound, all lanes are closed. An accident with a down pole and alternate side is in effect the support of service of indeed.com hitting speed bumps in your hiring process streamline your route to hire with indeed their hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in the same place find your next great hired at indeed.com slash credit i'm joe nolan traffic on the sevens talk radio 77 wabc the great joe nolan thank you very much mm-hmm. all right time for weather that's a beautiful day today, partly sunny with a high near 64, some wind 9 to 14 miles an hour southwest with gusts as high as 25, so it might be a little bit windy today. Later tonight, a 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m. Most of us will be sleeping, mostly cloudy, the low around 55, so it's still going to be kind of nice out. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62, wind west 8 to 11 miles an hour with gusts as high as 21. Tomorrow night, rain likely mainly after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low around 40, northwest wind 5 to 7 miles an hour, becoming light and variable after midnight, a chance of rain is about 60%. Saturday, rain all day, a high near 46. Uh, rain amounts to about a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Saturday night rain before 1 a.m., low around 37. Chance of sh- rain is roughly 80%. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 43. It's going to be a cold weekend, so please bundle up. All right, so this is a weird story. The X-Files are moving out of the basement, a provision buried deep in the $770 billion annual defense bill that the U.S. Senate passed on Wednesday. Calls for the creation of a new agency to investigate reports of UFO sightings. It sounds like something Frank Marano would like to talk about. Under Section 1683 of the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal 2022, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and the National Intelligence Director Avril Haines have to establish an office organizational structure and authorities to address unidentified identified aerial phenomena within 180 days of when President Biden signs the bill into law. All right. WABC News Time, 529 and about 30 seconds. Up next, your top five at 530. We will be right back. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome back to 77 WABC Early News. I'm Frank Diaz once again. Let's get to your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. Well, the head of the CDC Wednesday said that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading at higher rates in New York and New Jersey than the rest of the country. Incoming NYPD top cop Keyshawn Sewell vowed on Wednesday to be laser-focused on gun crime and take violent criminals off the streets. A new poll says nearly two out of every three Americans has doubts and reservations about President Biden, with 70% saying his policies have worsened the economy or had no effect. More than 1,500 previously classified JFK assassination files have today been made public, including documents about killer Lee Harvey Oswald's contact with a KGB agent two months before the shooting. Political commentator says that it's the perfect opportunity for Hillary Clinton to stage a comeback because the presidential field is nearly empty. 
Well, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading at higher rates in New York and New Jersey than the rest of the country, according to the head of the Centers for, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. As experts warn, the strain has a rather profound ability to escape vaccine protection. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said that the contagious new variant is estimated to account for about 3% of infections that are being genetically sequenced nationwide, with the highest rates in New York and New Jersey. Here's CDC Director Walensky. So we've seen it now in about 33 states, 77 countries worldwide. And new data out of the CDC today will demonstrate that we are now detecting it in our genomic surveillance here, the rate of about 3% across the nation and about 13% here in New Jersey and New York. It is more transmissible and we're seeing that in other countries as well, that it's rapidly um, becoming the more predominant strain. But I want to emphasize that we have the tools now. Experts, however, have suggested that the figures are likely underestimated because Omicron is spreading so quickly. Walensky cautioned that Omicron is more transmissible than the Delta variant, which is currently the dominant strain in the country with cases of Omicron doubling every two days. Experts say that Omicron has been detected in 36 states and Delta has been driving surges in many regions with hotspots in New England and the Midwest. Well, incoming NYPD top cop Keyshawn Sewell vowed on Wednesday to be laser-focused on gun crime and take violent criminals off the streets, as she was named the first female police commissioner of the country's biggest police department. The NYPD has an important role to play in making our community safer, but we cannot do it alone. It is not just the police department. This is your police department. Leading a department of this size and prominence requires much more than just good judgment. I know, as Mayor-elect Adams does, that it requires that emotional intelligence that he spoke about, a proven ability to break down barriers that still exist between police and the community. Policing is about people. Sewell, the current Nassau County Chief of Detectives, is officially named NYPD Commissioner on Wednesday by Mayor-elect Eric Adams. Sewell comes into the role as the NYPD struggles to keep crime down, particularly shootings and murders. She was a surprise choice for the NYPD's top job, having led just 350 uniformed officers in Nassau County for the last 15 months. As if she was concerned about critics who didn't believe she had enough experience, Sewell shot back, quote, if they don't believe me, come and talk to me in a year. Adams also shrugged off concerns about Sewell only leading a small law enforcement contingency until now, saying she was going to, quote, scale up her skills and called her appointment historic. Well, as his first year comes to an end, a new poll says nearly two out of every three Americans had doubts and reservations about President Biden, with 70% saying his policies have worsened the economy or had no effect. According to the CNN poll conducted by SSRS, 66% of Americans said they doubted whether Biden was a leader you can trust, a number that included 92% of Republicans, 75% of independents, and 36% of independent, of, of Democrats, excuse me. The poll also found that 45% of adults believe the president's policies have worsened the economy, while only 30% say they have a positive impact and 25% say they had no impact at all. More than 1,500 previously classified JFK assassination files have been made public yesterday, including documents about shooter Lee Harvey Oswald's contact with the KGB agent two months before the shooting. The files were released at noon Wednesday by the National Archives after months of delays by Biden, who had promised to make them public but then stalled, claiming COVID backlogs was the reason.
WABC News Time, 537. It's time for Traffic and Transit with Rutgers' own Joe Nolan. <laughs> Inbound LIE at Main Street Accident. One lane again. Going to be out of service as you get through there, and then we're sluggish between Francis Lewis Boulevard and Queens Boulevard. So in that delay uh, is the accident. BQE northbound at the Williamsburg Bridge. There's a crash. One lane out of service there. Again, the Belt Parkway eastbound at Erskine Street. We're going to be backed up now. Bumper-to-bumper traffic coming into there with an accident. One lane again out. And then down in Elizabeth, New Jersey, Jersey on one and nine. Two left lanes are going to be out of service on the southbound side. This because of an accident with a downed utility pole and northbound. All lanes are closed. That down pole crossing uh, quite a few lanes there in Elizabeth and alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations once again in effect today. It's a gridlock alert day and mass transit running right on or close. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I don't want to get electrocuted either. Joe Nolan, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, here's your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny today with a high near 64. Southwest winds about 9 to 14 miles an hour with gusts as high as 25. Thursday night, a 20% chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 55. Southwest winds 9 to 11 miles an hour. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62. West winds 8 to 11 miles an hour with gusts as high as 21. Friday night, rain likely mainly after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low around 40. Northwest winds 5 to 7 miles an hour. Light and variable after midnight. Chance of rain is roughly 60%. Saturday, rain, a high near 46. The chance of rain is a uh, 100%. So, uh, yeah, definitely get an umbrella on Saturday. Saturday night rain mainly before 1 a.m. Low around 37. A chance of rain is about 80. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 43. On this vote, the yeas are 89, the nays are 10. The motion to concur is agreed to. Well, the Senate sent a compromised version of the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act to President Biden's desk Wednesday, doling out $25 billion more than the White House had requested for defense spending. The measure easily passed the Senate by a vote of 89 to 10, one week after passing the House with bipartisan support. More than 96% of the funds in the $768 billion measure go toward the Department of Defense programs, with another $27.8 billion allocated for Department of Energy National Security programs, and the remaining $378 million for additional defense-related matters. Under the legislation, U.S. troops will receive 2.7% pay raise along with an increase in the amount of paternal leave for service members. The measure also provides $300 million for the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which is meant to help provide the Kiev government the resources needed to combat aggression from Russia. President Biden smirked and walked away Wednesday when the the New York Post asked why he hadn't done more to push China to be transparent on the origins of COVID-19. Biden was stone-faced when asked about his own responsibility for the U.S. crossing 800,000 pandemic deaths before breaking into a broad grin when asked about China. Mr. President! 
Biden departing to tour tornado damage in Kentucky gave no answer as he smiled and waved off the question. It was the only query to which he did not verbally respond. The president gave a similar reaction to the New York Post on November 8th when he also listened to an inquiry about pushing China for answers before walking away. The 800,000 death milestone comes nearly 11 months after Biden took office amid a mass vaccination push and following a campaign in which he vowed to effectively manage the coronavirus outbreak. Former President Donald Trump left office with rough Roughly 400,000 confirmed COVID deaths over more than 10 months, roughly the same period of time. Well, Senator Joe Manchin snapped after reports his opposition to the child tax credit killed Biden's hopes for the Senate to pass his Build Back Better bill by Christmas. This is BS. You're a BS, the West Virginia senator yelled to a reporter. Tensions are rising as the clock ticks to Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer's Christmas deadline with only 10 days to go. Signs point that deadline being missed with a vote on Build Back Better being punted into the new year. Manchin denying he's opposed to the child tax credit, which helps many West Virginia families, he said, to be worried about overall costs of Biden's bill. Biden admitted Wednesday that his Build Back Better bill was not quite a done deal. What's your reaction? What is your reaction? What do you think about the tax credit? Mr. President, what kind of progress have you made on Build Back Better? Schumer said on the Senate floor Wednesday that lawmakers would continue working on getting the Senate into a position where we can vote on the president's Build Back Better legislation. Well, as political polarization continues in the U.S., a study produced by Ivy League sociologists suggests that the nation may be spiraling toward a point of no return. A study led by Cornell professor Michael Macy claims to have identified a tipping point beyond which the divide between Democrats and Republicans will become irreversible. The study titled Polarization and Tipping Points was published Wednesday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The researcher's model shows that the role, party identity and levels of intolerance for disagreement have on ideological extremism and partisan divides. Macy pointed to divergent attitudes in America over the pandemic or against global warming as prime examples. Well, the Department of Justice says four FBI FBI officials had sex with prostitutes while posted overseas, while the fifth also tried to, and all but one lacked candor about it during interviews and lie detector tests. The report says an official probe was launched after the FBI raised the alarm that multiple then-FBI officials solicited, engaged in, and or procured commercial sex. Two of the officials are also accused of being involved in delivering a, quote, a package containing approximately 100 white pills to a foreign law enforcement officer. The report did not identify the five officials, but said two had resigned, two had retired, and one was removed during the probe. A sixth agent accused of breaking policy by failing to report colleagues' misconduct still works for the Bureau, which vowed to take all appropriate disciplinary actions against the employee. The U.S. Navy successfully tested a laser weapon and destroyed a floating target in the Gulf of Aden, indicating the system could be deployed to target drone boats used by Yemen's Houthi rebels, according to a new report. The AP reported Wednesday that the USS Portland fired the laser weapon system demonstrated Tuesday in the waterway that separates the Arabian Peninsula from Africa. The Navy's fifth fleet, based in the Middle East, said the laser, quote, successfully engaged the target in May 
of 2020, the USS Portland used a laser to down a drone. The test firing happened off the coast of Yemen, where Iran-backed Houthi rebels seized the capital, Sana'a, in 2014 and have been battling Saudi-led forces ever since. Well, the United Arab Emirates has informed the United States that it will suspend discussions to acquire F-35 fighter jets as part of a $23 billion deal that also includes drones and other advanced munitions. The sale of 50 F-35 warplanes made by Lockheed Martin to the UAE had slowed amid concerns in Washington over Abu Dhabi's relationship with China, including the use of Huawei 5G technology in the country. A UAE told official told the Wall Street Journal that technical requirements, sovereign Operational restrictions and cost-benefit analysis led to the reassessment. They continue that the U.S. remains at the UAE's preferred provider for advanced defense requirements and discussions for the F-35 may be reopened in the future. All right. WABC News Time 545. Mike DeDino is back in the studio with your sports report. With the NFL breaking news, the Jaguars have fired first-year head coach Urban Meyer. The former Ohio State football head coach signed a five-year, $60 million contract with Jacksonville in January. Eleven months later, it comes to a crashing end. The Jags have named offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel as the interim head coach. In other NFL news, Week 15 kicks off tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs will go to L.A. to play the Chargers. Big-time playoff implications in this one. Chiefs lead the AFC West at 9-4. Chargers sit in second at 8-5. And, and in local news, the Rangers, the only New York team in action last night, they beat the Coyotes in Arizona 3-2. This game was tied late in the third, and the Rangers went on the power play. Fox moving. Outstrong. Down low, Kreider. That's Capo Caco, who had the game winner on his stick, second of the night for Caco and fifth on the season. With the win, the Rangers improved to 19-7-3 and and sit in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Ice-cold Islanders back in action tonight. They'll host the Bruins and the Devils in New Jersey to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Over to the NBA, both local teams back in action tonight. The Nets will host the 76ers in the Barclays Center. Brooklyn will be shorthanded yet again tonight. They have seven players in the Colvin Protocols, including James Harden. Knicks will go to Houston by the Rockets. Sports at 15 and 45. I'm Mike Tadino. Mike Tadino, thank you very much. WABC News Time 547. Joe Nolan's got traffic and transit. Will I get electrocuted if I go outside? No. <laughs> if you're on the Long Island Expressway, you're slow, sluggish uh, traffic from Francis Lewis Boulevard in through Queens Boulevard. Again, that continues. If you're traveling out onto the northbound BQE at the Williamsburg Bridge, an accident again, the one lane going to be out of service getting through there. Now, eastbound on the Belt Parkway at Erskine Street, we still have that crash. We also have a problem. In Elizabeth, this is a big accident. Southbound, one and nine, two lanes are out. Northbound, all lanes are closed right by Elmora Avenue. And again, this because of an accident with a downed utility pole. That shouldn't be too much longer. That happened actually quite a while ago. Mass transit seems to be in pretty good shape at this point. It is a gridlock alert day. And alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations again today are in effect. The support is a service of the U.S. Virgin Islands. The U.S. Virgin Islands are calling. No passport for U.S. citizens, no converting currency, and no debt. Destination more inviting than St. Croix, St. John, and St. Thomas. America's Paradise is calling out to you. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe Nolan, thank you very much. You're welcome.
All right, let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. It's going to be a sunny day today with a high near 64. Southwest winds 9 to 14 miles an hour. Thursday night, you're going to get a 20% chance of rain after 2 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 55. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62. Winds about 8 to 11 miles an hour to the west with gusts as high as 21. Friday night, rain likely mainly after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low around 40. Chance of rain is roughly 60%. Saturday, rain, high near 46. Chance of rain is 100, so definitely bring an umbrella when you go outside. Saturday night, rain, mainly before 1 a.m., rain about 80%. Well, here's a look at the markets. Wall Street Journal ended sharply higher on... Wall Street, excuse me, ended sharply higher on Wednesday after the Federal Reserve said it would end its pandemic era of bond purchases in March. As it exits from policies enacted at the start of the health crisis, the Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ reversed earlier losses and climbed into positive territory. Wall Street extended those gains as Fed Chair Jerome Powell during his news conference struck an upbeat tone about the U.S. economic recovery and expressed willingness to raise interest rates as necessary to control inflation. U.S. retail sales slumped in November despite it being the holiday season, suggesting inflation concerns may be weighing in on American shoppers. Retail sales ticked up of just 0.3% over the month, seriously underperforming expectations of 0.8%, according to analysts surveyed by the Wall Street Journal. Electronics and appliance stores, which typically saw perform well during Black Friday and the holiday shopping season, saw sales tank by 4.6% from October to November. Department stores also saw sales plummet 5.4%. Meanwhile, bar and restaurant sales rose 1%, and clothing and accessories sales were up at about a half a percent, according to the figures, which cover spending at stores and online. Well, the world's richest man has some advice to the world's second richest man work harder. Elon Musk says Jeff Bezos needs to spend more time working at his space company, Blue Origin, and less time in the hot tub if the Amazon founder hopes to gain an edge in a billionaire space race. Quote, he does not seem to be willing to spend mental energy getting into the details of energy engineering, Musk said in a Financial Times interview published Wednesday. The devil's in the details. In contrast to Bezos' supposedly lazy lifestyle, Musk claimed that he works for seven days and 80 to, nine, 80 to 90 hours each week overseeing projects at both Tesla and SpaceX. Musk is currently worth about $252 billion compared to Bezos' $195 billion. Musk has teased Bezos about his net worth in the past, responding to the Amazon founder on Twitter in October with a silver medal emoji and an apparent reference to their rankings. That's pretty funny, actually. Well, here's a look at your stories from around the block. Former President Donald Trump is accusing New York Attorney General Letitia James of prosecutorial misconduct after she subpoenaed him to testify as part of her civil fraud probe into his business dealings. James wants to grill Trump on January 7th as part of her investigation into whether the former president overvalued the Trump organization's assets to obtain loans and undervalued them for tax purposes. A similar investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is also underway. On the same day the subpoena surfaced, James announced that she was ending her campaign for government. Outstanding cases, investigations into the Trump organization, into the certain individuals, the NRA, big tech, focusing on nursing homes and the undercounting of individuals who died as a result of this pandemic. Um, Dealing with uh, the fact that in Rochester, in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. we have a significant amount of children who are living in poverty. In fact, it's one of the highest in the nation. In Buffalo, um, you've got housing, a housing stock, which unfortunately has led environmental issues. Mm -hmm. And so the issues go on and on and on. So I just sat at my desk and um, I believe in loyalty. 
And I don't believe in um, undivided loyalty. And there was no way that I can run this race and give it 100 percent. Trump argued that James dropped out because, quote, her campaign was a complete failure, possibly because the citizens of New York saw how unfairly and viciously she and other highly partisan New York Democrat prosecutors were treating President Donald J. Trump. Well, Governor Kathy Hochul is offering free ski tickets to hold out parents who refuse to comply with New York City's controversial mandate that kids age 5 to 11 must be vaccinated to enter most businesses in the city. Hochul announced a six-week sweepstakes called Ski for Free on Wednesday, a day after she took heat for reinstating a mask mandate for private businesses. The city's vaccination rate for children age 5 to 11 is at 31% after the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine for that age group on November 3rd. The first Ski for Free drawing will be on January 4th and offers lift tickets to a variety of mountains and resorts for the winter season. The sweepstakes comes after the December 14th deadline set by Mayor Bill de Blasio that requires those aged 5 to 11 to show proof of at least their first COVID vaccination to enter indoor dining, fitness, entertainment, and performance venues. Governor Hochul also and a group of local officials broke ground Wednesday on a $1.5 billion makeover that will add 10 domestic gates to John F. Kennedy's airport's Terminal 4 after the chief executive announced renovation plans for a separate part of the airport earlier in the week. Not only a big day for Delta, a big day for JFK, it's also a big day for our state. It's a signal, again, as I mentioned, confidence to let the world know that despite some setbacks that are still with us, that we see a clear path clear runway toward the future, and that means investing in jobs and opportunities right at this moment. So thank you for being part of this historic day. The renovation was downsized in April from a $3.8 billion plan for 16 gates amid COVID-19. Officials say the upgrade is slated to expand Terminal 4 by 150,000 square feet, creating 1,500 jobs, including 1,000 union construction jobs. Delta Airlines operations will be moved to Terminal 4 when the project is completed, which is projected for about 2023, according to the governor's office. The Terminal 4 facelift is part of a broader revamp of JFK Airport originally proposed by then-Governor Andrew Cuomo in 2017. And all, Queens Airport facelift will cost $15 billion in private investment and create 20,000 jobs. Well, a suburban New York police officer was among the six individuals charged with trafficking young women and underage girls from Mexico to engage in prostitution and in operation, prosecutors say, continued for the past 20 years. Wayne Pfeiffer, a police officer for the village of Brewster, in Putnam County, about an hour and 15 minutes from Manhattan, was charged with conspiracy to transport minors and the transportation of minors, sex trafficking conspiracy to commit Hobbs Act extortion, promotion of prostitution, use of interstate facilities to commit bribery, and related conspiracy accounts. Those are the same counts filed against his five co-defendants. One of the defendants remained a fugitive as of Tuesday. Pfeiffer was arrested in Highland, New York, and Ulster County. The rest were all arrested in Queens. Well, Princeton University has joined Cornell in moving its final exams online after reporting a surge of dozens of COVID cases up from zero on Sunday that it says are likely driven by the highly contagious Omicron variant. In just two days, the campus reported a combined 39 new cases of COVID among students. University data indicated that 20 students tested positive for the virus on Tuesday and 19 others had tested positive on Monday. The data represents a large spike from previous days. Two students had tested positive on Friday and six were recorded on Saturday. 
There were no positive cases on Sunday. Princeton, which boasts a 99% vaccination rate for undergrad students, is also mandating booster shots as it attempts to curb the spread of the seemingly unstoppable variant. Dean Jill Nolan and Vice President for Campus Life... Rochelle Calhoun said in a joint statement that students, faculty, and staff at the elite university will be required to get the extra jab by January 31st. Cornell University made a similar call Tuesday in moving exams online as the Omicron variant pushed into red alert territory. All right, it's just about 5.57. It's time for Joe Nolan with Traffic and Transit. All right, we'll go to the BQE this time. Williamsburg Bridge area, an accident, one lane out. That's on the northbound side. We also have problems on the Belt Parkway on the eastbound side coming into Erskine Street. A crash there, once again, the right lane out. Now, 1 and 9 southbound in Elizabeth. There's an accident there. Two lanes are out northbound. All lanes are closed at Down Utility Pole. That's still there. It's been there for a while now. Gridlock alert day. Alternate side is in effect. Mass transit's good. And this Support us a service to Discover. Discover matches all the cash back earning your credit card at the end of your first year. And it's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more. Discover.com slash yes. I'm Joe Nolan with Traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe Nolan, thank you very much. You too, bud. All right, it's time for your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. It'll be pretty sunny today with a high near 64. Southwest winds 9 to 14 miles an hour with gusts as high as 25. Thursday night, a 20% chance of showers after 2, mostly cloudy with a low around 55. So it's going to be a pretty mild day overall. Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 62. West wind 8 to 11 miles an hour with gusts as high as 21. Friday night, rain likely after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low around 40. Northwest winds 5 to 7 miles an hour becoming light and variable after midnight. Chance of rain is roughly 60%. Saturday, rain a high near 46. Chance of rain is definitely going to happen. Saturday night, rain mainly before 1 a.m. Sunday, mostly sunny, the high near 43. Well, the music world has lost a bright beacon this week. The family of Ken Cragen shared in a statement that he died of natural causes at the age of 85 on Tuesday at his home in the Los Angeles neighborhood of Brentwood, California. Personal manager was best known for organizing the hugely successful We Are the World song with Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie as writers and Quincy Jones as the producer. The chart-topping tune helped raise $64 million in aid for Africa. The Harvard Business School graduate also worked with top acts of the 70s and 80s, including the Bee Gees, Olivia Newton-John, and Kenny Rogers. He's also known for putting together the events Hand Across America, where people held hands all the way from California to New York to help raise $34 million to fight hunger and homelessness in the United States. Einstein has once again been proven right thanks to the findings of a 16-year study of a pair of extreme stars known as pulsars, with the results matching what would have been expected under his theory of general relativity. All right. Looks like time is just about up for me. Sid has already taken his, his morning selfie and making his uh, his noises. Uh, Bernie Bernie's out today, unfortunately. What do you got, Nicole Maliotakis and uh, Bill O'Reilly today? And look at that. It looks like a stacked lineup today. I'm Frank Diaz. Thank you for joining me at 77 WBC Early News. I will see you tomorrow.